0: welcome you're tuned into the two kings podcast with your hosts brian weeks and adam ricker you may now enter the kingdom
1: Good morning everyone. Happy August and welcome to the Two Kings podcast. My name is Brian Weeks, the bald beardy bear, and I am here with I don't know, I don't know if you've heard the biggest of rickers,
0: the largest of the, the lot.
1: At <laughs> my co-host and partner in love and life, Adam Ricker.
0: Big Ricker, the biggest of rickers, the largest of the lot. The giant of greatness.
1: <laughs> now, what you do in that other room is up to you. Okay. Oh my so, goodness. <laughs> um, today is we're we're gonna have some fun. This is two kings Q and A, um, and Adam had this really great idea of taking like trivia cards or not trivia cards, but like question cards, and asking each other these questions. And we are using this deck called Hypertheticals. Fifty questions for insane conversations from Chuck Klosterman, which I believe is available at the um, um, I don't know how you say that word. Um Bull Moose? Yeah, oh that th- I was gonna make fun of saying Amazon. Oh. But the, this one we, we did that get was a bullmoose. Bull yeah. okay. oh, yeah. So yeah, right. shout out to Bull Moose
0: um up in um Bangor. Yes. Even that free advertisement, right? <laughs> so how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm fantastic. I'm excited about this card uh, game. These questions are pretty wacky. Um, we'll have pictures. I mean, I I think I posted something already on the Facebook. I don't know. Um, yeah, you. Yeah, but the backs of these cards have titles on them. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, there's one that says "Prison Culture." So then you turn it over, and it's got a long-winded. Explanation of, or like a long, like a, 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 a hypothetical question, yeah. So to speak, and to kind of generate the discussion in the comment section for us, I'm gonna read this one so you guys get an idea of what it's about. And this is one for you guys to answer. We're not gonna answer this one. Leave an answer in the comments about uh, this, and you can see that you can see this discussion on the Facebook page Two Kings Podcast. Um, I'll even put up a picture of the question, and you guys can go nuts. A totally innocent man is sent to prison for 25 years, all for a crime he did not commit. The DNA evidence that indisputably proves his innocence does does not emerge until he has completed his full sentence. During those 25 years in prison, he kills three other inmates, sells drugs, is tangibly... Involved with the rape of another prisoner, mercilessly abuses a canine police dog, and steals food from other inmates on a regular basis. However, he was never caught doing any of these illegal acts, and upon his release from prison, he openly admits to doing all these things. In fact, he brags about all these activities to the media. Prison is a different culture, he explains. I did what I had to do to survive. Now the question, you are the head of the penal system. You have just learned of this man's wrongful imprisonment and about all the terrible things he did while he was in jail. Do you release him back into society or do you attempt to charge him with the new crimes he claims to say he has committed during his prison stay?
1: Wow, that is that's pretty... Uh, <clears throat> I didn't know I was going to grab such an intense one. I grabbed I like it off it. the top of the pile. Now let's take... We'll oh, hold that one off to the side.
0: Yeah, but we got to take a picture of that for the thing.
1: Yeah. Um. All right, so...
0: That's, do, that, so that's basically it. So I picked five cards based on title alone. Like, that last one was prison culture. I had no idea what the question was going to be. So I've given Brian five cards that the title interested me. He's given me five cards that the title has interested him. And we're going to go through these uh, five cards each, and if we have time, probably not because I ramble, but uh, we're going to dive into some of these other cards. And maybe we'll save these other cards for another episode of this down the line. Yeah.
1: All right. Why don't you go ahead and you want me to ask you the first question?
0: Sure. All right. I'm going to move the mic up a little bit. I can't. Y- you can't hear me? No.
1: Really? Okay. I. All right. I hear me, though, and
0: <clears when throat> I like it. Hmm.
1: All right, so the card that Adam has chosen is Super Gorilla. Genetic engineers at Johns Hopkins University announced that they have developed a so-called Super Gorilla. Though the animal cannot speak, it has a sign language lexicon of more than 12,000 words, an IQ of nearly 85, and most notable, a vague sense of self-awareness. Oddly, the creature, who weighs 700 pounds, becomes fascinated by football. The gorilla aspires to play the game at its highest level and quickly develops the rudimentary skills of a defensive end. ESPN ESPN analysis Tom Jackson speculates that this gorilla would be borderline unblockable and would likely average six sacks per game, although Jackson concedes that the beast might be susceptible to counters and misdirection plays. Meanwhile, the gorilla has made it clear that he would never intentionally injure any opponent. Here's the question. You are commissioner of the NFL. Would you allow this gorilla to sign with the Oakland Raiders?
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, the Raiders need all the help they can get. And that's... And that's... and That's... <laughs> that's <laughs> it's just. I'm sorry. I don't even
1: watch football, and I knew that. Yeah.
0: Um. I think... Y- yeah. I mean... <clears throat> I don't know. It's... <laughs> See, this is hard. Uh, actually, no, you know what? No, I wouldn't. Because then it would become like, well, why can't uh, women play in the NFL? and then Or why can't this? Or why, you know, it, it, in today's society, absolutely not. In, like, 80s society, 90s society, absolutely. <laughs> um, it, it, and it's really just based on, like, people would be like, oh, you know what I mean? The Raiders would probably, like, start wrecking shit with a big old gorilla as a defensive end and (laughs) like that would be unfair then we would try to be then it would just lead to like bigger things like other animals getting super intelligence through science and yeah you got a gorilla well we brought this reanimated dinosaur ah (laughs) you know so no i would not That's that's dangerous.
1: Wow you took you you took this answer in a completely different direction than I. I had a very visceral response. Do you mind if I share? No, go ahead. Okay. So my thoughts on this is I would not allow the gorilla to sign, and the reason being, and I have a story for this. um, When I was in high school, I read this book. It was unfortunately it was something we had to read, but I really enjoyed it. It was called Flowers for Algernon. I can't remember who the writer is, but maybe I'll look that up and throw that up there on the website. It is about um, a developmentally disabled man who works as a lab assistant. This is the 60s, so like they're testing rats and shit. And they figure out, they get this serum and they inject it into a rat and the rat develops superhuman abilities of, of intelligence. And um, so they decide to use this guy Lenny as a test. And he, you see him go from... Development, develop very severely. Developmentally disabled, to like the smartest man in the world, he um, falls in love with a woman, and then is very self-aware that like. But then, then he starts to lose his intelligence again, so it wasn't a uh, permanent fix, and. It made it like it makes me cry. Everything. It was a, It was also a movie called Lenny that was made about this same book. Oh, okay. And, I was say, this story sounds familiar. Yeah, it makes me cry every time. So, what I picture is this this um, gorilla getting some sort of with the, with the amount of brain injury that happens in the NFL. I just imagine this gorilla. Losing all of that, like, and seeing it happen in real time of this gorilla over a career in the NFL losing his faculties and returning to, like, a, a regular gorilla. Oh, yeah. And so I went to really it just hit me on a visceral, sad level, and I don't know why. So, um, on that really happy note, uh, what's okay. my first question? Right. I guess we'll go.
0: We're going to dive into one of these. Apparently, uh, it's my time of the month. Oh, I'm going to take this one. Grizzly Weather. It has a picture of House Down Rain Boots on the front. Um, <clears throat> Alright, are you ready? I, I am ready. Think of someone who is your friend. Do not select your best friend, but make sure the person is someone you would classify in considerably more than an acquaintance. This friend is going to be attacked by a grizzly bear. Now... This person will survive this bear attack. That is guaranteed. There is a 100% chance that your friend will live. However, the extent of their injuries is unknown. They might receive nothing but a few superficial scratches, but they might also lose a limb or multiple limbs. They might recover completely in 24 hours with nothing but a great story, or they might spend the rest of their life in a wheelchair. Somehow, you have the ability to stop this attack from happening. You can magically save your friend from the bear, but his salvation will come at a peculiar price. If you choose to stop the bear, it will always rain For the rest of your life, wherever you go, it will be raining. Sometimes it will pour and sometimes it will drizzle, but it will never not be raining. But it won't rain over the totality of the earth, nor will the hydrological cycle be disrupted. These storm clouds will be isolated and they will focus entirely on your specific whereabouts you will never see the sun again do you stop the bear and accept a lifetime of rain i'm okay
1: this seems this seems, this one seems to me like a fucking stupid question because i would all, i would choose the rain who gives a fuck that i never get to see the sun again it's on tv i spend most of my time indoors zero fucks given <laughs> I don't have hair to get all like, you know, weird and big because of the. I don't care. Yeah, so <clears throat> if you were listening, Kelly Bennett, you have been spared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not supposed to pick your best friend. Oh,
1: I, no, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but you are. Well, I mean, just friend.
0: just you know, you're like I'm just saying, like I I'd, in a minute I'd take the reign for yeah. Jody, but someone I'm like you're. You know, casually and like a little more than an acquaintance. I don't know. I think. Hmm. Okay. I need the sun. Uh, My powers are derived from Earth's yellow sun. Just like Superman. (laughs) Alright. That's okay. Alright. So I'm going to end. But no, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, the, there's there's too much of a risk of the other person having those <coughs> grievous injuries, and, and rather just, than let them, you know, I get what you're saying. That's and I
1: did picture when you said when it says not your best friend, but I still I assume it would be a really good friend. Yeah, you know, they
0: said some. I think it was like just like Better, a step up from acquaintance. Right.
1: Okay. So I went a l- I went a little in on that one, but
0: no, that's good. But, but still, I don't. I think you'd make the same decision regardless. That's like. just who I am. Yeah.
1: All right. So this next question for Adam is entitled The Mind Killer. You become friends with a charismatic Spanish insurance salesman who claims to be a mystic. At first, you think he's just an interesting weirdo, but then a mutual acquaintance mysteriously dies in his sleep and your Spanish friend tells you, I killed that guy. I killed him with my mind. You find this disturbing and inappropriate, but you decide to let it go. Two weeks later, an unpopular local politician dies in his sleep.
0: Oh, Dan Chassie.
1: I killed that man too, says your Spanish friend. I killed him with my mind. This is annoying and tasteless, but once again you let it go. The very next day, the Spanish insurance salesman calls you on the telephone and says, Check the newspaper and see what I did with my mind. It's in the entertainment section. When you open the newspaper, you see an obituary for singer-songwriter Tori Amos. Why? Why, Tori? The article says she mysteriously died the night before. Technically, this proves nothing, but you nonetheless confront your Spanish friend and tell him that you've grown tired of all this hypothetical mind murdering and that you no longer want to be his friend. "Don't you dare shut me out of life uh, "Don't you dare shut me out of your life," he says, "You are my best friend. You must remain in my life." I'm not sure what I would do if you ever betrayed me. Here's your question. Do you remain friends with this possibly delusional, possibly dangerous Spaniard? You can have... You have no physical proof that he can actually kill people
0: with his mind. No. I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't remain friends with him. Uh, I think it's... It, <laughs> I mean, you, it's easy to say, you know what I mean, with no proof doesn't i mean it's i can't prove that what he's saying is true so he could just he could be seeing the paper before me he could be see you know what i mean he's got this information before i do or it's just easy to say oh yeah i killed that guy that was me that did that uh you know what i mean i'd be like uh no you're you're wild like get out of here um so no i wouldn't and i'm not afraid of what he hypothetically could try to do like I, I mean, I would, I guess, just try to maybe, like, be aware for, the, you know, a few days. Make sure everything's cool, and then I don't... But I don't believe that he could do that. Not Tori Amos.
1: No. Girl. I would say... That she's a national treasure. I would say... I would say no, too. But, like, the same... Like, I read all of this, and I'm like, well, what's the worst that's gonna happen if he actually did it? Like, okay, I die in my sleep, so there's no pain. You know? All
0: mm-hmm. All right. Alright, Brian's next question. The Dream VCR.
1: Alright.
0: At long last, someone invents the Dream VCR. This machine allows you to tape an entire evening's worth of your own dreams, which you can then watch at your leisure. However... The inventor of the Dream VCR will only allow you to use this device if you agree to a strange caveat. sorry. When you watch your dreams, you must do so with your family and your closest friends in the same room. They get to watch your dreams along with you. And if you don't agree to this, you can't use the Dream VCR. Question would you still do this?
1: Yeah, of course I would. And because I'm not in it for like, for the spank bank dreams, I would be in it for the dreams where it was like the most fucked up thing that ever happened. And I'm like, okay, you see that I dream this, you have to like, what is going on here? Like, you know, I would like the audience for dream analysis, but um, no, I would do that in a heartbeat. And like, especially if you could, you know, convert it to DVD or something. Um, but if you were able to keep them, and it wasn't just this one infinitely revolving, like Mystic,
0: ta- you just keep taping over it. Right, you can't. There's
1: no, there's no way to save it
0: Till the quality gradually gets worse. Right. You're like, what the?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and does this Dream VCR have a tracking button? Like, I mean,
0: tracking won't fix a worn-out tape. you should see my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tape from when I was a kid. That first movie. I had to buy it on Blu-ray. Almost what wore the Blu-ray out. <laughs>
1: uh, <clears throat> this next question for Adam is entitled "Hired Assassin." You are a hired assassin. It was not your lifelong dream to become a hitman, but that—that that is the vocation destiny that has forced upon you. Makes sense. Killing these strangers bothers you deeply. Very often, you are haunted by vivid dreams involving your victims. But you've also become somewhat accustomed to the experience. You've successfully murdered 10 people over the past two years. Your fee is $10,000 per murder. Knowing your reputation for ruthless efficiency, a member of the criminal underworld asks you to murder his enemy, who was also a known criminal. I really hate this guy, says your prospective employer. He's done terrible things to someone I love, so I want you to kill him. But I don't want you to simply assassinate him. I want you to make him pay. I want you to kill him in the most vicious, sinister way you can imagine. Be creative and be merciless. And if you do this, I will pay you 25 times your normal fee. Here's your question. Assuming you are already a professional killer who lives outside of society's rules, would you accept these new conditions? And if so, how would you commit the murder? You sick
0: fuck. Oh, man. Uh, well, at, it, assuming that I'm a professional assassin and I'm used to how I feel about doing these things and it's my job 25 times my normal fee, absolutely I would accept the new conditions. Um, I've never really put too much thought into how to kill people, but, I mean, I watch plenty of... True crime, so I'm gonna try to think of one of those uh, right quick. Um, I guess, I guess, like the most, like for me, like when I picture like the most terrifying, gruesome way to die, isn't so much about having killed somebody and then doing something disgusting. It's it would be like when it's like when they try to figure out how these victims. Have felt during and during like things like how oh, much right. of this person felt up until they were killed. Like this lady was grabbed and thrown in a trunk. What was she thinking in that trunk before she was taken out to that field and killed? Right. Like the psychological emotion, all that I think would be the most horrible way to go. So it would be, I guess, like lo- like a low and slow kind of approach where. Um, one of the stories I read is where they, uh, they tied this woman, this guy tied a woman up in her bed, like, to her bed, in her bed. Um, like, she wasn't going anywhere, and then he set fire to the first floor of the house.
1: Oh my, oh my god.
0: And he closed the door, he closed the door and stuff so, like, the smoke wouldn't get in at first, it would be the fire that got her, and they said, like, the fire burned a hole in the floor where she was, and she, her bed and everything just fell down into the... Into the deal, and she was like alive and aware of everything that happened up until the fire took her. So, I think I would do so. And I know that's I know that's graphic and disgusting. Like I'm just calling on experience from the true crime stories I listen to all the time. Um, But I think that fear of knowing there's no way out and it it could happen any second, and you're you know what I mean. You can't end it yourself before it gets you. Like it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think would be awful. That or just throwing someone out of a plane.
1: Okay. <laughs> Over um, the ocean.
0: Okay. Cuz even if they survive a shark going to eat them. Mhm. My
1: answer would be absolutely not. Okay. Um, I wouldn't do it because you already know how I am about like murder and stuff like that. I, I no. I, mean, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to it, but I'm thinking I'm just walking up behind them with the with the gun with a little silencer thingy on it. You right in their head and they die, and somebody else comes in and cleans it
0: up. Yeah, word. <laughs> that made me feel like that makes me feel like a terrible person. Mm. <laughs> terrible no, person. No, 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 I'm like, I'm just like, I. I, I I'm like, know, I'm, gonna my, my, I'm gonna get my favorite way to murder somebody. Yeah, what's my favorite <laughs> way to kill somebody? <laughs> Okay. Uh, this one is entitled "The Porn Painter." <sighs> Sorry, that's my little sound effect. You need to have the you need to have the inside of your home painted. Okay. A thorough online search of available professional painters indicates that one candidate is especially ideal for your needs. Mm-hmm. He has earned high approval ratings from past employers and is relatively inexpensive. However, when you contact him by phone, he mentions one strange detail about his work habits. He insists on watching pornography while painting. Don't worry, I don't masturbate to it. It's just for entertainment, he says, but it's the only way I like to paint. This being the case, I will need to use your DVD player to view my personal collection of erotic films while I work. I may also use your cable service to purchase on-demand or pay-per-view pornographic movies, but I will itemize any movies I watch and subtract the cost from your overall bill. Do you, do you employ this pornography enthusiast as a painter for your house?
1: <laughs> would you believe I have a story for this oh Jesus a real life story um, <clears throat> I'm going to say and, uh, yeah a real life story um, yes. so for this specific yeah I don't give a shit yeah sure you're not jerking off you're you're going to pay me back on my cable bill which is actually good luck because I don't have cable
0: it's like what a weird like
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah my the short answer is yeah of course I don't give a shit
0: right I'm, I'm the same.
1: I mean, it's plus and if it's something I'm not into, I don't have to be there. Like, it's not asking for a circle jerk, so I don't care. Get the biscuit. <coughs> so here's my fun true story. I lived on Cape Cod for several years, and um, during the time that I lived in uh, in Falmouth, which is a beautiful place, it's not much. It's it's what one would imagine the Cape is like. It's it's that idyllic, beautiful, whatever. Um, but when we were living there we needed to have... My partner decided that he we needed to repaint our rental property for no reason. So, um, he said, you know, to the landlord, we got approval on the paint, whatever, And but he didn't feel like actually doing the work. And this is when Craigslist first came out. So he was looking for one of those, like, you know, the jobber gig things and finds this dude who lives off Cape that, um... That paints houses, but his particular quirk is he paints houses in the nude. He does not like, he's like, I I very rarely like get an erection, it's not a sexual thing. I just come into your house, strip down, and I paint your house naked, interiors only. So,
0: um, thank god.
1: So, I think, he, I think he offered exteriors, but only, like, not an apartment building or something. You know, it had to be a single-family home that you couldn't see from the road, yada, yada, yada. So, I come home from work, and my partner says to me, Hey, I found somebody to come over and do the painting in the living room and, and the entryway. Cool. He, and he's, he's, you know, pretty cheap. Cool. He sent me some photos of his work. Cool. And, uh, so he's coming tomorrow, uh-huh, and, um, yeah, so he's got to be naked when he's here. <laughs> like, can we just, like, back that truck up just a, just a moment? Um,
0: <laughs> Hold When up. is
1: he going to be here? <laughs> well, he's going to get here at, like, ten. Yeah, so while I'm at work, you're going to have some naked dude in here. Um, like, you know what? As he's stretching. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't actually <laughs> care. Like, I didn't care. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. So like, that's cool, and um, because he, my partner did say, you know, like this guy says he's straight, he doesn't care that you know I'm a I'm a gay dude, and like, he, and I'm not necessarily having him come over here because he's gonna paint naked, but um, it's not a you know, it's not a, a it's not a, a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, whatever. So he comes over. So this guy comes over to the house a couple of times because it was like a two or three day project and um the the only question that got weirder after that is the guy said he needed to get some fresh photos for his advertising so could ron take a few photos of him while he was working
0: oh come on
1: (laughs) (laughs) right and uh so so partner did this and um, and so, you know, nothing happened. Straight dude, whatever. Like, and I didn't care. But the, the the only thing that it was just like one of those like, okay, whatever. But that one last thing of oh, and please take pictures of me. You
0: see, I I could not. I I'm thinking of all the straight friends I have. I can't think of any that I like. I would do that. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, hey, can you take some naked pictures of me while I'm painting? Like that's my gimmick. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Take of yourself. These, once, these cameras be taking pictures by themselves these days. And
1: I'll say that once I saw these photos, I had absolutely like, okay, that is absolutely not my type of guy anyway. So okay. I don't care what uh, what I missed.
0: Yeah. Oh, what you? <laughs> 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 I I think I'd walk in and be like, oh, what the, what the fuck? fuck?
1: <laughs> it took everything in me not to come home for lunch at at noontime. You know, just to just to pop in, but just I... just to
0: pop in see know. what's popping up. So, no. Um, but yeah,
1: so... Wow. (laughs) How about you? Would you do it?
0: I, yeah, I, I I wouldn't care. Like, it's... You know what I mean? Like, I, to each their own. If you, if this is how you do your work, you don't want to get paint on yourself, or whatever, or it is, if this is just your vibe, go for it. I ain't, I ain't, I am not vibe-shaming, I'm not kink-shaming, I'm not job-shaming, I'm not doing any of that. You want to be naked I mean, and it's because I have that background of working, um... When I worked in that uh the porn industry and the shipping mm-hmm. uh, distributor we were di- I worked for that porn distributor and I worked in the warehouse I got to go to Vegas and Phoenix and talk to people so casually about like porn mm-hmm. that like it like the like nudity and all that stuff it doesn't phase me like I've seen a million I've seen a million penises I've seen tons of vagina boobs I've seen all that like I'm not a kid anymore either. I'm like, you know, like I don't, (laughs) I just think of Jerry Lawler. If only we had video. I know. I'm thinking of Jerry Lawler from the Attitude Era. He's like, oh, 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 puppies. Ah, here we go. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, JR. JR. (laughs) But no, I, I I wouldn't care. I'm like, okay, like you have laid out all the terms. That's fine. If anything gets weird, it gets weird. Yeah. We'll we'll itemize that on your bill, too. (laughs) Right.
1: (coughs) You've been listening to the Two Kings Podcast. We're going to pause for a brief intermission and then return for the second half of this week's broadcast. Thanks again for listening to the Two Kings Podcast. Now let's return to the second half of the broadcast. All right. So the next question for Adam is entitled banquet of lovers. Oh, this
0: sounds delicious. Oh God. Oh God. It looks short.
1: (laughs) Every person you have ever slept with is invited to a banquet where you are the guest of honor. No one will be in attendance except you, the collection of your former lovers and the catering service. After the meal, you are asked to give a 15-minute speech to the Assembly. What do you talk about? (laughs) Everyone you've
0: ever slept with. I think I would start from the beginning and talk about the evolution of my sexual history. The evolution of Big Ricker. Um, The evolution (laughs) of my sexual history. Start at the very beginning um, when I Lost my virginity uh, in, in a three-way in a tent at 15. Um, well. All the way up to uh, later today. So... <laughs> you
1: got a date I don't know about. Well, it was going to be a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's that naked painter guy from Wareham. Oh.
0: I can only... <laughs> <laughs> Can only cook dinner when I'm naked. I <laughs> got you, you know, over the kitchen island. Anyway, so um uh, that's uh, pretty much. I mean, I would. I'd be I'd be honest. I would tip my hat where my hat needed to be tipped, and I would call people out on some shit when they weren't that good. I think like the I think the biggest roast of all. I would roast my ex Dan. He was very he was very loose. In 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 the sense that like he didn't care who got in his pants, you know his zipper was loose, so like, yeah. Uh, I would talk about how you know me. I'd talk about how great I am and how, you know, hey, you were you know you were fun, you were fun. I'm like I'm I'm locked down now, so none of you get another shot. But please remember that I do appreciate your service getting to me where I need to be today. Thank y'all for the different parts of you that you have let me use. So, well. What about you? And what banquet hall are we renting here? Like, what's... Um, uh,
1: (laughs) That is a question for another podcast. I was going
0: to say, I could could probably rent the VFW, and like could justify it, maybe.
1: I'm a little older than you. I'm I'm thinking a a moderately priced Hilton somewhere, Conference Center. A Conference Center! (laughs) Hey, they threw in Ballroom B as a bonus to... That would be summer 2007.
0: Yeah, we're, separ- <laughs> we're separated by, like, decade. Yeah. I'm not that
1: that big of a whore. No, I, um, I feel know. like my 15-minute speech would be the ultimate New York Friars Club roast of the ex that I call Slutopotamus. Just a 15-minute roast.
0: I wondered how many episodes it was going to go before I had to hear that. Uh, <laughs> and that's
1: all I'm gonna say.
0: So nine is the count. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's a, yeah. If we
0: include the pilot, yeah. that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um. Yes, I'd, I'd like I say I'd roast the hell out of Dan. Oh my God. Mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so. Brian's next card. What's it called? forever 75 You celebrate your 75th birthday in good health and as far as you can tell you are spry relatively nor- you are a spry relatively normal 75 year old and this condition does not seem to change over time when you celebrate your 80th birthday you look and feel exactly as you did on your 75th when you hit 90 you still look and feel 75 on your 100th birthday, you realize that most of your friends are now dead or dying, but physically you are the same independent person you were 25 years ago. You hit age 110 with the same results. Every year, you're celebrating a new birthday without physically evolving beyond the age of 75. Doctors have no excuse me, no explanation for this inexplicable stasis. How old would you have to be before you would seriously start to believe that you are immortal?
1: <laughs> um, given the life that I've led, 75. Um, <laughs> um, I'd really be thinking somewhere around 100 is where I'd be like um, what's going on?
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got I mean I got you. Yeah. You'd be able to move around and be like I'm
1: Right. I'm still wearing my, my Blueer running suit at Shady Pines. Like I don't going out for my walk every morning. Don't I look fabulous? Bowl of grape nuts. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The only I th- and and I feel like it would be some sort of a mental torture, really, to be losing everybody that you love over the years. I mean, everybody does that, but to to literally outlive every single person that you know but and their children know. and mm-hmm. their grandchildren and you know, yeah. So that's that's a lo- that's that's a horrible thing.
0: <clears throat> I couldn't imagine. All right, that's we, a long. Forever is a long time. It is. It's a minute.
1: Um, so the, your final question that Adam has chosen is called The Unknown Companion Wow! At the age of 30, you suffer a blow to the skull The head trauma leaves you with a rare form of partial amnesia Though you are otherwise fine, you're completely missing five years of your life You have no memory of anything that happened between the ages of 23 and 28 That period of your life is completely gone You are told by your friends and family that when you were 25, you supposedly became close friends with someone you met on the street. You possess numerous photos of you and this person, and everyone in your life insists that this individual was your best friend for more than two years. You were, allegedly, inseparable. In fact, you find several old letters and emails from this person that vaguely indicate that you may have even shared a brief romantic relationship. But something happened between you and this individual when you were 27 and the friendship abruptly ended, and apparently you never told anyone what caused this schism, so it remains a mystery to all. The friend moved away soon after the incident, wholly disappearing from your day-to-day life. But you have no memory of any of this. Within the context of your own mind, this person never existed. There's tangible proof that you deeply love this friend, but whenever you look at his or her photograph, all you see is a stranger. Six weeks after your accident, you are informed that this person has suddenly died. How sad do you feel?
0: I think... <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I think logically... I would. I don't think I'd feel a sadness if, if I truly didn't know this person. I think what I would be sad for is... I mean, yeah, I'd be sad that they passed... But I'd also be sad that I can't ever get to the bottom of this picture that I'm looking at, or I can't get it. I can't get to the bottom of any of this proof, or see this person again. Um, but I mean, I, I don't have any knowledge of it. Right. Um. So if I mean, if I don't know about it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. How I mean, how would I? Oh no, because you said they're informed. They inform you that they passed. Right. Um. That was a real like, and I'm thinking like that age. Period. That five-year span from twenty-three to twenty-eight was like the extent of my relationship with Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, in in that window of time, I've thought of. I, it got me like this. Just feels very real because, like, I'm like, if I all the people I knew in that five-year span who I've gotten close with and become good friends with, I'm trying to think if one of them suddenly disappeared from my life, but I didn't remember it. Like, that it's just weird. It's a weird like, yeah. Like there's some kind of time loop here that I'm <laughs> it's messing me up, but um, no, I think logically I w- I couldn't be sad for someone I never. I mean, I I'm sad at the concept of death. I feel bad when I feel that empathy when others are sad. I've told you the story about um, mm-hmm. college, um, I'll, I'll, which obviously I'll tell real quick. Uh, my senior year of college. One of the one of the guys in my house that I lived in, I lived in a thirteen student house on campus, like right near every it was like right in the center of campus near everything It was the house to get into yeah um I want to say a month into school month six weeks into school, one of the kids who lived in the house uh got hit by a car like right in front of the house on his way back from a party um and he passed away. He was a big big lacrosse star mm-hmm. Uh, and I I wasn't friends with him I knew him I, He was one of, like, my door was near the bathroom Um, of the upstairs So, like, if I had my door open and I was chilling And he walked by, I'd be like, yo, what's up, Kevin Uh, his name was Kevin Flaherty Um But, you know, I want to put respect on his name Because he was, he was a good dude Um, but I, we just weren't friends Like, we just ca- You know, mm-hmm. say hi Um but when he had his wake, we went as a house. Um, except as his roommate had gone on his own because they were like best friends. But yeah. like the rest of us went together uh, to show unity and stuff. And I had like this entire time I hadn't cried. I felt bad because I saw others feeling bad, and that and that's and I'm like, man, you know, this is really this is really sad. Like it sucks. The second that I crossed the threshold into the church. I lost it, like grieving widow status. Like I had my friend Victoria on one arm, and my friend Ashley on the other arm, and I'm just like, oh my god, like lost it. Um, they had an open casket funeral. Yeah. And you were they had the little bench out next to the casket so you could kneel down like right there at the body and say a little prayer. And it was the first it was the first time I've ever seen a deceased person. That I, especially one that I knew mm-hmm. um, and it was just it was so surreal and I remember saying I remember learning a little Irish prayer for him. I had you know researched it and found it and then on the way out I'm still like crying and I'm shaking the family's hand I hug the mother hug the sister um, the grandmother stops me at the end of the line. And she was, oh, my God. And she just, like, this little Irish woman, just, like, with the tightest hug around my big frame, just, like, squeezing. She goes, I will never forget your hugs. And I hugged her back, and I'm just like, I don't know what's happening right now, but this woman needs the, whatever mm-hmm. this is. And I let her go. And when, after I let her, after when I let the hug go, and we, I, I started to relax. And then once I got out of the church... It was like a switch shut off. It just stopped. I wasn't sad anymore.
1: That is so... it's so... Unbelievably mesmerizing, that story. I just...
0: It's the day that I... And I ask questions about it. And I learn... like how I learned. I'm empathic. Um, I believe in that heavily. I think that's why my instincts are so good about people and truth-telling. Because I know what I can get away with saying and what I can't. Right. But, yeah. I... I couldn't be sad for, it would be like it would be like that. Like I understand that something's going to always be missing,
1: right? I don't know. I think I would be really sad, but that's just how I am. I'm a, you know, I'm an overly emotional person. So I, I think that I, I feel emotions for shit. Like I, I'm one of those people. Like not quite so bad, but like I make the the joke. You know, I cry at the drop of a hat because I feel sorry for the hat. You know,
0: mm-hmm. so. And I'm I'm that way too, but I I would like to think in this scenario I would try to be logical, right? Um, because that that's quite a you know a history. Oh, so. definitely. Okay, um, we are on to Brian's final card. Entitled "Artistic Telekinesis." Here we go. Yes. Let's assume that you have the ability to telekinetically change culture while you actively experience it. Your mind can now dictate what you see and hear. For example, if you were listening to Pearl uh, Pearl Jam's Yield and you wanted the music to be heavier, it would immediately sound as though Mike McCready's guitar had been tuned differently in the studio. If you were watching The Office on NBC and you decided that Jim should marry Pam or Karen or both, you could make it happen. All you needed to do was think about that specific desire. You could stare at an oil painting and unconsciously change the color of the contrasts, the color contrasts. If a PG-13 romantic comedy grew dull... You could force it to evolve into an eroticized NC-17 film. Thriller. A Thriller. F- ah. Yeah, that's what it says, not film. You could essentially write books as you read them, eliminating certain characters and redirecting plot points as they occurred in the text. However, such changes would only apply to your experience. You could kill off Han Solo at the end of Return of the Jedi, but that would not change the movie for anyone else. All other people would possess the same personal psychic powers as you. Would you want this ability? And, if this became a reality, would art retain any meaning whatsoever?
1: Uh, okay, you had me right up until that very last part of that last
0: Mm-hmm. Um, These are well written, I think. So,
1: I I basically am creating my entire world, but it doesn't change reality. And every other person on the earth is change is creating their old world too. Yeah. Okay. I just want to get that.
0: But people who choose to have this ability see the basically see the world as they want to see it.
1: You know what? I'm still going to go with my original answer of yes, I would. And the reason I feel like I would do that is because every single person on Earth would have the ability to create their own world, which really, in a way, is its own piece of art. And it's, it is, art is highly personal to me. And I feel like would art still have its, um, would it still have its value I think it would and the reason I say that is because art is so open to interpretation and you know I know why I create the art that I create but every single person is going to see something different I mean it could be similar but everyone is going to see something different in every piece of art so I really do feel like yes I would do that and I mean you should Seen the look in my face when Adam was reading that question because I just I, like he's, he's, I think, he was, like googly, it was, was all aglow. I was here. the hard eyes emoji.
0: Yeah, and, he was legit.
1: <laughs> because how awesome would that be to be able to to create? Like, I mean, my soap operas would still be on the air. Luke and Laura would still be together. Scotty Baldwin, like he, you know, when Luke punched out Scotty Baldwin, he would have, you know, thrown him off the boat instead, and you know, everything would be so much better. It would look better. It would feel better. It would sound better. It would be fucking amazing.
0: And yes, I absolutely would. Great. That's that's. I love that answer. It's a good answer. So we have time. Uh, I'm looking at the time here. We've got time to do uh, what you had suggested before we went on the Another air. Um, you'll pick one that you want to ask me. And I've picked one that I want to ask you. So while you're... Uh, While you're looking through real quick, I just want to remind everybody to visit 2kingspodcast.com. That will give you a link to the podcast where you can view it. Um, Brian updates the site throughout the week with different things we've talked about on the most recent episode and what we may be talking about the upcoming episode. Also, follow the Facebook page 2 Podcast. Uh, we will be posting a question, the question board that I, uh, the question I asked at the beginning of the episode uh, on prison culture. I will take a picture of and repost the question, and I want to see what some of you guys have to say. Um, so next time we revisit these cards, um, we'll share those answers on the air because um, this was actually pretty fun. So, uh, and guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any of this, any of those that allow you a rating system. Help us out and give us a five-star rating. Like and subscribe. If you can get notifications, we drop our episodes every Saturday at 6. So spread the word. Make it heard. Two Kings Podcast. All right, let's do this. Dot com. Dot <laughs> com. All
1: right. So this when we were opened up the deck and we're picking out our original five questions, I, I grabbed this one out and said, I wish I could ask you this one. So this one is entitled... Shaquille in the shower. Oh, Jesus. You come home from an afternoon of shopping, expecting your residence to be empty. However, upon entering your front door, you immediately sense that something is strange. The entire place smells like marijuana and roses. There's a briefcase sitting in the middle of your living room floor, filled with diamonds and Christmas cookies. You can hear the shower running, and... When you open the door to the bathroom, you realize that the man using the shower is basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal. A naked Shaq peers out at you from behind the shower curtain and smiles enthusiastically, but says nothing. He then returns to washing himself. When you ask O'Neal what he is doing in your home, he simply says, I don't remember. Do you call
0: the police? Absolutely not. (laughs) I want... Okay. All right. Yeah. And well, it's not even, like, an enthusiasm about Naked Shack. I just... This is four of your favorite things.
1: Marijuana... Five of your favorite things. Marijuana, roses, diamonds, Christmas cookies, and Naked
0: Shack. Well, I mean, I, I imagine Naked Shack must be quite a sight, but... Mm. Um... <laughs> like, I I mean... First of all, I'd wa- I walk into... That smell regularly with the sensei going and sometimes if I'm just running to get an iced coffee, I come back and that's what... Come walk into my apartment, that's what you're going to smell. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not get it twisted. We're all adults here. Um, <laughs> the diamonds and Christmas cookies, I would be like, this is a bougie-ass party. Like, these are two things that don't go together in a briefcase. Like, I need to know what the fuck's happening. Um, I would be scared to discover that somebody right. was in there. Like, if if... I approached it if I went in to even directly deal with it I think like what I would really do if I heard someone in the shower I would call the police ahead of time before I discovered it was Shaq <laughs> um, that's what I how I would do it but if I did it in the way the scenario right. says
1: you must feel safe enough to explore your
0: apartment yeah okay yeah so absolutely I I would as no, long I'm as he did you. that the shimmy from the gif that goes around uh, you know which one I'm talking about I, yes. I'm going to send it to you later <laughs> um, yeah, I think that'd be a good time. I'm like, so are we rolling up or what? Because then you can explain to me why you're here. He doesn't know. Oh, he doesn't know. That's right. Maybe we can figure out together why you're here while we smoke some weed. So, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say yes, but only only on the 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 only terms of of this is that he does not try to get me um, car insurance from the general <laughs> 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 or watches
0: Shazam. I love that gif of Shaq eating hot wings where you like... Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> that, was great. that was a good question. Thank you. Alright, are you ready? I am. This one is called Mystical Clay. Ooh. Ooh, mystic. I like it. A major earthquake occurs in California. After the damage is assessed, workers discover a strange type of clay that was exposed by the fault line. Immediately, certain workers report a bizarre sensation. Merely touching the clay gives them a euphoric, almost sexual sense of well-being. They only need to touch it once to feel great forever. Soon, thousands of people begin flocking to the clay to experience it About one in four people feel the euphoric effect regardless of gender, age, or nationality. Okay. The rest of the populace feel nothing at all. Scientists who study the atomic structure of clay realize this substance could also serve as the cleanest, most completely efficient fuel ever discovered. One pound of clay could power all of Los Angeles for ten years. However... Those who have been personally and spiritually affected by the clay implore the government not to pursue this avenue. They insist that using the clay as energy will destroy mankind's ability to feel joy. They cannot explain what this means, but they, will, they overwhelmingly and specifically suggest that this is literally what will happen. In fact, many of them claim that they will attempt to overthrow the government if the clay is misused in any way whatsoever. You are in the second term of your tenure as the President of the United States. Okay. The clay has no effect on you whatsoever. Would you support an initiative that allows 5% of the clay to be mined?
1: Yes, and here's why. so 5% of it's going to be mined and it's going to be making fuel I feel like with whatever we have out there for technology um, this fuel could the 5% that is converted into fuel would I try I would make sure that it has to be something that must be physically touched in order to power whatever so like say it's gasoline like just the fact that it's on there like you know, the one drop that comes out at the end, you're you're gonna touch that I'm sure, and then you're gonna be exposed to it. So there's a way in my in my presidency <clears throat> there is a way of being able to do both. You you know, and and it is possible to, to have it both ways on certain things. And I feel like mm-hmm. only we're only taking five percent and we're gonna make sure that there is an opportunity for every single human being on this planet to be able to experience this, if that's what they're going to experience, so I feel like that's a, that's how I would say. What do you think?
0: Um, I the things I picked up while reading it were part of part of the challenge was the people who are feeling the way they feel when they touch this stuff with, like love. How obviously they're they're living it up if the clay is misused, if using it as a power source is found to be some kind of misuse, then it says it could destroy mankind's ability to feel joy, ever feel joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if it doesn't... And I, I think I would be... I think I would take those things into consideration, but I'd probably fall in line with you. It doesn't affect me personally. Um, and imagine a clean power source to like power all of los angeles one pound of clay powers all of los angeles mm-hmm. wow 10 years 10 years that's that's wild you know what i mean like that would it would definitely have a huge reversal on the effect we've had on this planet i don't know if it's too late to save the planet but um in this maybe scenario that card's
1: in that deck. Yeah,
0: maybe it's in here somewhere um but they yeah, I would be fall right in line with you, I think, on that one. Um, it's for the greater good of, like, a future, you know what I mean? It's for the future Earth. We destroyed the Earth with all this unclean energy and stuff, like what we're putting into our environment and our atmosphere. Los Angeles is one of the worst places with that. Right. So I would definitely support something that helped... The, like it's it has health benefits too. Like you don't have all you're not breathing that smog. Like right. it's I think it would lead to good things overall down the line, long term. So nice. I would use it.
1: You, so I just wanna say before we close out here that this has been such an awesome I, I've really enjoyed myself with these questions. Yeah, They're this great. was fun. Yeah. I wanna do this again. Um but next week, please tune in uh next Saturday, August eighth for episode nine where Adam and I are gonna be discuss- uh yeah where Adam and I are gonna be discussing summer memories. Uh, a memory. nice midsummer's midsummer night's dream memories and with that I think we're gonna close it out for the day. So um enjoy your week please like and subscribe and leave many many comments on our Facebook page facebook.com slash two Kings Podcast and have a wonderful weekend.
0: Yes bye 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 <laughs> I'm gonna...